Welcome back to Dice Weave, everyone. We are finally beginning the new arc, the next arc, which I'm, I'm excited to do. I finally have my ducks mostly in a row, enough ducks lined up to uh, do this session at the very least. <laughs> but yeah, uh, all of you are aware that you're getting an assignment today and you will be meeting with Administrator Theo at, let's say, till the nine, 10, 10, 10, 30 a.m.? I don't know. So what are y'all doing? How y'all meet up on your way to the office? Which ones of us live at, live in the building again? Nav? Yeah, I, I Just Nav. live there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, terrible work-life balance. Nav <laughs> does not understand the meaning of that term. We'll have we'll have an explanation. We'll we'll explain it sometime. We'll get there. <laughs> so Nav is just like there after breakfast. It's not that, or probably get at breakfast. There's probably a cafeteria. Maybe you all all met up for breakfast. Yeah. How about that? That makes yeah. sense mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. We all came into the building for breakfast together. Roll up and immediately first thing I do is just. Guys, have you seen Nav's tattoo? Nav doesn't have a tattoo. Piercing. Piercing, fuck! Have you guys seen <laughs> Nav's piercing? Oh my god, I completely forgot they were doing that. Yeah, show, show it, show it, show it. I mean, my hair isn't long enough to cover it. It's it's right here. And Nav points at, at their ear, the ear that has the piercing. Oh, oh. Still had to point it out. It looks fucking dope. Whoa, Not to mention you got fucking like? game. Yes, it's a dice. Oh my! Not the game I was quite talking oh, about. They uh, have um, right no, the, the 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 piercing. Yeah, it's a die. Uh, okay, but also the uh the the, the game you got like uh, Poppy. We didn't play any games. She did my piercing and then gave me her phone oh, number. <laughs> They're trying their best. Looks like your world is crumbling, and just desperately trying to figure out how to explain this. All right, uh, now game means like uh, getting it, like uh, romantic, <laughs> or like uh, <laughs> chatting folks up and getting dates and shit. I love how Bell's first attempt to explain something to someone is to use another like euphemism. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. This is why she should never explain things. Nav is taking some notes on this. Oh, no. <laughs> Useless phrases notebook. I think that one might be going in the colloquialisms notebook. Okay. At any rate, we are receiving a new uh, mission today. Are you all prepared for what may be ahead of us? Fuck yeah. Yeah, right. Um, new mission. Great. Um, let's Let's do it. Colin? Y you good? Oh, I'm just a little tired. I haven't been sleeping great since the... Yeah, just the last couple weeks, I guess. If you go to the medical bay, they do have some uh, tranquilizers available for such situations. There are a number of people here who have severe enough PTSD that it's the most effective means of keeping them asleep. Oh. I, I, I understand it, but, uh... I would suggest, like, melatonin or something first. <laughs> yeah, that... Tranquilizers are pretty hardcore. 
seriously, you you can only do those for so long before you start getting some repercussions and you just start waking up in cornfields and... Nav shrugs. I would let the medical professionals handle this. I don't understand human bodies that well. You know, you always say shit like this that has me, like, vaguely concerned, but mostly just insanely intrigued by you. At any rate, you should be sleeping. <laughs> yes, I am aware that I should be sleeping. <sighs> Where do you guys think we're going to go this time, though? Well, given the information I have on hand from our previous encounter... If we're having anything to do with the last mission, we would be likely heading to Crow Hollow to handle some of the repercussions of getting involved with the Mafia. Oh, that sounds fucking dope. Punching some bird folks in the face? Oh. Yeah, that does sound more reasonable. I, For some reason, I thought we were doing, like, Ghostbusters. Like, the Ghostbusters dimension. Just thought that'd be funny, you know? But probably didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the previous episode that Will missed uh, <laughs> was in his head. He It was in Pete's head. He dreamed up our Monster of the Week episode. Our, our one shot was just a Will dream. <laughs> I, would, I just had this like crazy dream like dream i thought that maybe it was like a premonition like the like my, <laughs> like the the witch what was her name again now oh, whatever the the witch you know she you know like beamed in on future adventures into the head and i was i started like dr- drawing out like my outfit and yeah, it's just, it's just, it's fine yeah this, this was crazy <laughs> you may as well hold on to that uh, we may at some point be tries going not to it. look very disappointed <laughs> well my guess is just as much of a guess as yours technically speaking Colin, do you have any ideas about what our next mission may be? If we are going around to the table sharing them, you are the next in the order. Um, <laughs> well, I try not to guess about these things before I know more. Uh, or maybe we're going to go to a, a pirate dimension. That would be fun. Bell? Uh... You know, I think just, like, completely random, and I don't know why we would go there, but I honestly think that going to, like, some fucking, like, steampunk place seems like it'd be in the cards for us. Hmm. There are several recursions that would match that description, certainly. Oh, man, I hadn't even thought of that. Oh, yeah, there are a fucking fucktillion number of goddamn <laughs> recursions. You can never predict where you're gonna end up or how many fucking weird-ass combinations there'll be. Like, sometimes you're just in basically, like, ancient Egypt or something, and then sometimes you're in ancient Egypt except all of the fucking pharaohs and shit are actually, like, alien mummies and shit. Because in that insane reality, aliens did build the pyramid. Unlike in reality, where that's stupid. <laughs> okay, uh, so fun. Pete is taking very diligent notes. Uh, I'm sorry. Look, I have strong feelings about this. I'm sorry. I actually have information about that in this setting. Oh no! Mildly, uh, it's fine. I'm sorry. Is are there people under the impression that the pyramids on this planet were made by aliens? Unfortunately. That doesn't seem terribly likely. It is, in fact, stupid. It's literally just being like, oh, yeah, old uh, people who used to be alive, they're fucking dumb. It had to have been fucking aliens. 
Hmm. But what if the aliens are dumb? You know, possibi- it's a possibility, but I think it's a lot more of a, oh, somebody was able to build a really tall fucking triangle? Not, not possible. Must have been something otherworldly. They're made of stones. I know. I do not understand people very well, I do not think. You know, I think I understand, like, 2% of people, and then I for- remember, I'm bad at math, and it's probably more like 0%. <laughs> it was a calculated risk, but damn, am I bad at math. <laughs> if you will allow me to do the calculations, it's one of my specialties. Oh, absolutely, please, never let me near a calculator. Last time... Gets a distant look in her eye. <laughs> Okay, and on that note, talk about it. <laughs> deep calculate lore. I love it. Hey, what's everybody having for breakfast? Absolutely carbo loading and just eating like a fu- like probably a pig's worth of bacon and some waffles. Colin has absentmindedly built like a tower of scrambled eggs on top of a <laughs> waffle. <laughs> And the whole Love thing is pan. covered in syrup. <laughs> you don't like scrambled eggs with syrup? I don't, but that's just a me thing. Okay. <laughs> Nav has, like, the stereotypical food pyramid, per- like, ideal breakfast. Colin has also had, like, three times as much coffee as he normally would. <laughs> Bella's carbo-loading. Nav is looking for... That balanced breakfast they're talking about on on cereal commercials that you're supposed to be having. (laughs) Beautiful. Proud of her. Yes. And does Will have breakfast? Or does Will? Does Pete have breakfast? Will, eat your breakfast. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's a bagel. (laughs) (laughs) Just just a bagel. I like to think that it's like not like it hasn't been toasted. There's nothing on it. It's just like it hasn't even been split in half. Just eating a bagel. You know, I think that um, actually he's it's like it's just like a bagel. And then he's like, you know what? I did good today. I'm going to treat myself. And. So he puts he he t- he goes reaches into his backpack and takes out a little thing of sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? They said this was an everything bagel. They lied. Sprinkles. <laughs> Just like hell yeah, good balanced breakfast. Amazing. Nav has learned not to criticize how other people eat. <laughs> At some point, somebody sat them down and told them not to do that anymore. (laughs) But they do look at it for longer than is comfortable. (laughs) Less of a judgy way, and I think more of just confusion and concern. Sounds about right. Ironic, considering the things that Nav eats. Oh, Nav isn't necessarily smart about how they eat. They just, like, have the impression that breakfast is more important than everything else. (laughs) Because <laughs> that's what people say all the time. It's propaganda. But big milk. I think, yeah, big milk. I think we can head over to, we can we can do a little star wipe over to Theo's office. You are now, you've finished your breakfast. You are in Theo's office. You've just walked in. Ah, welcome. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. 
You have a new mission today that I am sending you on. Three agents, Agents Buxton, Kadat, and Gautier, were sent to Rook a, few week, a week or so ago. I don't totally know where we are in the timeline yet. I, Lexi, will, will know that once I do my post-show. <laughs> but it is definitely, it's, only, it's like less than a week after your previous mission. Agents Buxton, Kadat, and Gautier were sent to Rook to gather information about IGS activities, about this place, perhaps, uh, back in the 1960s, and they have not returned nor checked in for at least three days. I am becoming somewhat concerned about them, and I would like you to check in on them, and if... If something has happened, I would like you to finish their mission if possible. Last I heard, they were planning a heist. And if they followed procedures, there should be details about their activities in an estate house in the Shadowed City. Are any of you familiar with Rook? Or should I explain some things? Would Nav be familiar? Probably, right? Rook is a fairly central yeah, Rook is a very important recursion to Earth. It has a very important relationship. It's been here since before humanity evolved. And uh, it's said that Rookians actually were involved in, hum- like, they had a hand in humanity's evolution. Okay, so Nav has most likely been there as part of, like, their earlier... Uh... Yeah, it's very it's entirely possible that you've visited at least once. I would believe that... Myself, Belle, and Colin would have previous information on Rook. However, Pete does deserve to have the basic slayed out for him. Ah, yes. The basics are Rook operates under the laws of mad science. It has been here for a very long time, since before humans evolved here. Originally, it was cast off from another world, actually something of a a life raft that has been here for some time. It is a place of strange science, to say the least. A lot of techno-organic materials and technologies, a lot of genetic manipulation. It's hard to truly describe without... You'll understand once you see it. But it is also a place run by factions that function somewhat like corporations mixed with religions, mixed with espionage uh, guilds and scientific advancement. It's, it's a lot. Espionage is very common there. It's almost a, it's almost a standard operating procedure, even if it is technically illegal. But, yeah, be, be careful. Rook is somewhat dangerous, but it is also a home for many people, Harmonious in particular, which is where you will end up arriving, given that you have someone new who's never been there before. Other than that, please memorize this address. This is our estate safe house it's in the Shadowed City. It's a bit more difficult to maintain a low profile in in the upper harmonious proper, but uh, the Shadowed City, 
It's not too bad, but it is less controlled, shall we say. Well, it's been a long time since I've been to Rock. Theo blinks <laughs> at that pronunciation. <laughs> Nav is reading and rereading the address to memorize it. So you mean this whole time there's just been this crazy technology-obsessed cyber city full of mutants with crazy powers? Whoa, the, what? Why, why haven't I been sent here? Like, let, let's go now. <laughs> Dude, oh, you've yeah. only been here for about three, four weeks, so but you are going here now. However, I do request that you start by requisitions. We have a new requisitions office, and... It would be good to check in and see what you can trade for. You are, I believe right now, that you are entitled to a free cipher for your group. That is what we can afford to provide for any given mission, but Penny will be able to tell you more about that. Excellent. Well, can tell you this. You're going to fucking love Rock Pete. It is fucking dope. It is an awesome place, honestly. His eyes are, like actively twinkling he is like he isn't even still on his feet at this point it's just like oh my god if i could like live here for like a month and not die i would have so many books (laughs) (laughs) it is a rather interesting recursion to spend time in i am able to control nano machines there fucking what that sounds so dope what wait oh right yeah because we got we got powers in the last one Oh, I wonder if I'll get powers in the in this one. Oh, I hope I get. I hope I'm a crab. It would be so cool if I was a crab. I don't think you're likely to become a crab in this one. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem likely. When I go there, I just get smart. Well, that is a major improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I'm sorry. Was that somehow heartful? I, I kind of meant it as in like smarter than normal, but. Uh- and that is what I assumed you meant. Okay, well, the way you said it sounded kind of like an insult. Oh. I did not intend to insult you or your intelligence. I just value intelligence and think it is a significant upgrade if you were able to access more in a different recursion. If Pete was, like, checked into this conversation at all, he would have been very supportive. But as of right now, he is, like, muttering ostensibly to other people but probably mostly to himself because you see there's this like theory that like everything evolves into crabs eventually so i was thinking like what if in like a future recursion there's like everyone evolves into crabs or what if because like crabs are like superior people work out the science behind it and therefore like the entire society is about like becoming as crab-like as possible and oh my god if this is right this is gonna like complete this is gonna completely validate like at least two of my long-running series. Well, I don't know about crabs directly, man, but uh, th- there's like, there's some like bug-like stuff and just like a lot of shells and shit. Shells, interesting. I wonder if yeah, you'll you'll know what I mean when we get there. Just pats on the shoulder. All right, we're going to Penny's office. <laughs> Requisitions, <laughs> baby. You make your way through the estate, and you notice that there are a few new, like, bells scattered around the the hallways. I think, yeah, I don't know exactly how the layout is, but if you were, happen to pass by the, the that, like, 
portal room, the inapposite, the the nexus room where people are hard at work, there are a number of bells scattered around. And you know that these are a pretty recent addition. Um, Basically, they're uh, recursion bells or strange bells. They are an early warning system for when something weird is happening, uh, particularly like gates or anomalies and whatnot. They've been they've been set up since requisitions got here. Not not gonna lie, when you said there's a bunch of bells around, I was just oh. like, "There's a bunch of me." What? Not that kind of bell. <laughs> Surprise! Cloning. Not bell with an e at the end. Uh, there was actually also one on Theo's desk, but yeah, you pop into one of these other like offices. It's it's got a it's it's relatively big. There are some boxes set up, but there are also some displays and some clearly some fancy chests more than just cardboard but like strange container type of deals as well as some very mundane like standard weapons and and whatnot like locked up in cases and as the three of you walk in there is a woman messing with a box and turns and sees you she's got blonde hair she's she's very white very norwegian swedish kind of descent probably and i'm just well, hey there. I'm Requisitions Penny Olsen. I, I was. Uh, who might you be? I obviously agents, but I'm. I'm. I, I do want to apologize before we get started that about being held up. I know how hard it is for agents, field agents, to not be properly supplied. We had to deal with a herd of Miniwashitu breaking up the Missouri River way too early. That global warming stuff is messing up the ecosystem right bad. Oofta. Anyway. Hello. I love this person already. <laughs> Instantly swing, like, is she on the other side of a counter or something? Yeah. Damn it. Instantly just leans forward on the counter then. Penny, we are going to be fucking best friends. Oh, I'm very so glad to hear that. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? I'm Belle. Nice to meet you, Belle. She holds out her hand biggest happiest shake of just like oh dear god this is a new friend she has the best energy let's go <laughs> hell yeah i am nav nav good to meet you i'm pete it's, it's a pleasure pete lovely i'm colin oh hey colin i kind of remember you oh seen yeah. you once or twice in the old place back when i was an assistant yeah yeah i do remember you did you guys fuck good to see you again Oh, no. Girl never kisses and tells. <laughs> no, Nev did okay. not say that, just to be clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just to be clear, Nev. Nev does not pay attention to such things. <laughs> just a question for Nathan. <laughs> Anyways, Penny, we are here f- to receive some equipment for our upcoming mission to Rook. Rook, okay. You're translating? Indeed. This will be Pete's first endeavor to this uh, recursion. Oh, that's a weird one. So keep keep an eye out. You better keep a keep a weapon on you at all times. They're kind of kind of sticklers about that. But just be careful. But yeah, uh, I can I can get you set up. I I am a bit limited on supplies right now. Uh, mostly, I can provide you some ciphers. We've got the standard array here that. Uh, standard basics, and I am going to put a list in chat of the ciphers that I can uh, provide for you. And we can get one more, right? Yeah, so okay. 
uh, I'll explain slightly. I already have two on hand, so. So the idea here is basically you, the you as a group are allowed to take one extra of your choice, and then any others that you want to select, you can trade for. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. That's my idea of requisitions right now. Basically, there's a standard array, and then there is a an array of like a mystery rotation. I've got three mystery ciphers that I completely rolled randomly for, whereas the other ones that I am slamming in chat are all things that I specifically chose as like not too big a deals, but also seemingly like they'd probably be pretty common. Because do you guys remember what the uh, the four f- ciphers we got from Mugen's pocket were? I know what they were. Okay, because I just remember, I just have written down that we got four ciphers from him, but I completely forgot wherever I wrote down what we actually got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nav is currently holding explosive spittle. If you, if you want me to save these as, or send these as well, I can. Someone has a halo of truth casting mix. That's mine. Okay. Yeah. People basically can't knowingly lie if they fail the roll. Um, there's a recursion lens that Will has, which lets him view an area that he's currently that he has previously been to um, in a, in another recursion. And then there's strange ammunition, which is a thing that you have that okay. basically you roll for a random effect, uh, and it does like extra damage mostly. Um, these are also all corrupted in some way, uh, but you don't know how. Uh, you also have on you, like be- between you, a like multi-communicator that can work across recursions and translate. It's an artifact. Okay. Um, and you can like connect it to other communicators. Our walkie-talkies. Uh, uh, <gasps> yeah. Basically, you could you could. Um, I think with the help of her, of of Penny, because she also ha- is is able to provide communicators. Um, that work in a similar way. She can, I think you can upgrade your walkie-talkies to basically translate between recursions and work across recursions between the four of you. Let's fucking go. So that's a thing now. Uh, I think we can just say that your walkie-talkies now work across recursions with a little upgrading. Yay. Incredible. Uh, I think it's probably the easiest way to to do that. Uh, so that yeah, for we us. have... We have uh, your standard access ciphers. You've got antidotes, re- uh, a recursion anchor, which like keeps people um, from translating, a tracker that works across recursions as long as you like have stuck it to something or someone, um, a nullification bomb. Uh, I think yeah, the, they're ciphers, so it's either either way. Basically, it nullifies a, an artifact or a cipher or like a power. Um, basically, strange things. An uninterruptible power source. It's just a really good battery. <laughs> surveillance set lets you, you know, do surveillance things, which is kind of also just the thing that you could have on like Earth. There, there are mundane versions of this, but uh, you stick it somewhere. Uh, there's food and water, or more accurately, a thing that lets you not eat or drink for a while, a few days. And then there's dark sight. But then our mystery rotation is you can become specialized in weapons as long as you are already trained in uh, the weapon of your choice or uh, in in the weapon. I actually don't think 
anyone is trained yet in weapons. Yeah, I don't think that's going to help anybody. Um, uh, then there's ghost defense. Uh, you're practiced in all weapons, but I don't think you're trained because that's a second level vector ability. Oh, damn. I have looked through them. My top three here are the melt all, the surveillance set, and the tracker. Those are the ones that I think would be the most useful. Tracker, I kept on. Tracker and surveillance were the ones I was thinking about, too. Okay, but the Meltal is a slime that dissolves a cubic foot of material out of where it's released. We could be gooping and gunking. I'm just saying, it's it's a very fun option. <laughs> gooping and gunking <laughs> sounds pretty great. <laughs> Admittedly, the surveillance or tracking is probably more useful, but slime. But slime. <laughs> so any anything that catches your eye? I believe that the tracking device would probably be the most useful if we are attempting to locate and recover certain missing individuals. Surveillance would also be similarly valuable in such a situation. Uh, notably, the tracker would need to be... It's its like if you put it on a truck. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I get what it is. I just think like if we okay, find a yeah. clue and we can track that down, like put it on something. Fair. Okay, so we know that the uh, the ones that we got from Mugen are corrupted, but we don't know how. Mm-hmm. These are also corrupted. No. No? I thought you said... What? No. Well, the, the ones that you got oh. in the previous adventure were corrupted, but all these are normal ciphers. The corruption mechanic's not really going to be a thing probably ever again. Gotcha. Because I love the strange ammunition, but I am terrified of how that could back backfire. Kind of lean forward. All right, so Penny, I got a got a question for you here. We have a couple of ciphers that are uh, a little uh, fucky, if you would. Uh, we're not exactly sure how fucky or what kind of fucky. Just know that they're uh, not the hottest. Would we still be able to trade those? Yeah, uh, I'm. I'd be happy to take a look at some fucky wucky ciphers and do some <laughs> research on them. <laughs> Oh my god, I love her so much. Because I, I am terrified of that strange ammunition. That sounds cool, but the idea of it backfiring in the middle of a fight is terrifying. So you want to switch it out for something on the table? Yeah. Kind of lean over to Nav. All right, Nav. I know we as the whole team get one, but then I, I, I just, I can't. I have plenty of fucking ammo on me. I do not want to risk whatever the fuck would happen with this. So what what should I get instead? Well, if, if you would like to pick up the Sephirlance set, I can, and if the team agrees, of course, we can collectively collect the tracker and then we will be set for the mission. Wait, did we actually, fuck, wh what was the, they were planning a heist. We're not entirely aware of what the team we are tracking down is currently up to. Yeah. I don't see how any of the other ciphers available to us at this time would be more useful. See, I was thinking though if there's if a, if it's a heist, then then the goo would probably actually be really useful. Hmm. Colin, Pete, do you have any opinion on the ciphers? Well, I've been looking at this uh, nullification ray. Hmm. Being able to turn things off does seem 
helpful. I do agree. Rook is a very powered universe. It does seem like if we need to access something in a pinch, turning it off may be more valuable than melting it. Yeah, fuck. Trades are not, are available. I mean, I've got this uh, beanie here that's supposed to make people tell the truth, but it is also, uh, I believe the word was fucky. <laughs> <laughs> I have haptic hallucination and explosive spit. The explosive spit is relatively similar to the melty goo. So if I maintain the explosive spit, I can bypass our need for slime at this current junction. Uh, it wouldn't really break stuff. It's it's an attack. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's corrupted, so... So maybe you trade your spittle for uh for a little bit of gooky gumpy time. Certainly. So Nav is going to trade their slime spit for a cube of slime. All right. Here you go. She opens a suitcase that that like a very high-tech looking one that and pulls out this cipher that um it's basically just a cylinder here um, with some kind of liquid in it and hands it to you. Or, well, take takes the... Uh, no, okay. Proper procedure. She takes the... What's the, the spit look like? Uh, I think the spit was like gum or something. Okay, we can have it be gum. She takes the gum off of your hands and carefully packages it into the suitcase and then takes the uh, this like container and hands it to you very carefully. <laughs> Here you go. Nav carefully tucks it into the water bottle section of their backpack. I consider myself prepared. All right, what else can I get for you? Still have the one one free cipher and any other trades you want to do? Yeah. And wait, shit, can you guys hold more ciphers cuz I can only have two? I mean, I only have one right now. Oh, fuck. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, sorry, I didn't really speak up. I was just kind of looking at the things and wasn't sure if I was allowed more than one. I am the newest person here, but... What kind of what kind of things do you do? Are you a paradox or a, a spinner or a vector? Uh, I'm a paradox. Okay. Yeah, a paradox. Well, the laws of the universe say that you can hold three. If you're new, I think there, I think there are some you might be able to grab some more as you get more in tune with the strange. But it's the laws of the universe, not really my laws. It's either you hold it or you don't. So if you only have one, you're you can hold two more. But we've got special suitcases and containers for for these things, so we can store them a bit, you know, in closer proximity. But to use them is very careful. Gee, really. How come the universe sits, I, says I get to have three recursions? <laughs> <laughs> three recursions in your pocket? It's like that meme with the child and the hot dogs. <laughs> well, hot damn. Okay, we should definitely have one of you two then. One of you two's got to hold the that spare then. I mean, I'm not great at the fighting people part, and random stuff sounds very funny, and... I probably get all the good stuff. I uh, I am or the most interesting stuff. So if we I don't actually have a weapon though. I was just thinking about the cursed ammo. 
Well, on Rook, it's pretty common for you to get a weapon when you translate in. I don't... And if you really need one, you could buy one. Huh? You're right. I did... I did remember I got that, like, that bow when I ended up in the fairy tale world. You mean, like, I'll just translate and I'll get, like, a laser gun and I'll know to shoot it? Maybe. Well, I have a ray gun. I think last time I was there, I had a spike rifle. Yeah, actually, I think Rook is mostly, like, pins, like, flechette launchers and stuff. Or, like, acid poison launchers and stuff. It's fleshy machines for some fucking reason. It's so creepy. It's it's awful. I love Rook. Oh, Pete is just, like, silently mumbling. I, I wonder if I could, like... I, I Oh, my God. I wonder if, like, when we complete the mission, I could, like, stay behind a little bit. Like, maybe... Uh, would, would that be okay? Would I be able to keep my job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Let's, we, we might uh, be able to vacation or something, man. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah. What? Yeah, I was talking out loud. It's, uh, it's all right. I wouldn't do anything irresponsible. You, you know me. Gives a good shoulder pat. <laughs> Pete, it is the mad science recursion. Just be aware of that. Oh, everyone always talks about... Are you trying to talk me out of stay living there forever? Because that kind of sounds like the opposite. I'm just saying, mad science can have effects that you might not anticipate. I maintain Rock's a pretty fun place. (laughs) You see? She gets it. I understand that this is all very exciting information for you, Pete, but we really should be selecting our ciphers and moving on to actually going to the place. Fuck. Right. Uh, right. Fuck. Okay. Okay. Yes, cool. Uh, uh, t- just gonna fucking take uh, take the bullet. Uh, not take the bullet. Trade the bullet. Actually, here. Uh, give you this uh, corrupted, strange ammunition I got here for uh, that surveillance set. All right. And she she makes the trade. And I will give you this hat in exchange for that uh, nullification ray. All righty then. Um. So the. Uh- I assume the only thing we have on offer to trade is the things we already have. Yeah, so you ha- you have your ciphers that you have on you, and you can trade them for these more specific ones. And then also there is one cipher that can be taken for free by the group and held by someone that still has not been taken. Also, I am not keeping track of your ciphers. I am. <laughs> Please make sure I you... I am now. Thank you. I'm pretty sure I used Mighty in the last episode. Yes. I don't have that anymore. So then, um, yeah, I think I only have the recursion lens. Yeah. And in theory, like, y'all, this game, ciphers are, in theory, pretty common to acquire. So you'll find more random ones out in the wild. But these are, like, pre-rolled kind of kind of requisitions type of deal. And then probably, probably the one that we grabbed together should either be something like that, uh... That tracker or, like, the nullification ray or something? Seeing as Colin has already selected the nullification, should we oh, collectively right. choose the tracker and have either myself or Pete carry it? I think that's a good idea. Sounds good to me. Sure. Pete, would you prefer I have it or you? That Maybe you. You you seem like you know what you're doing more often. All right. He, he eyes the cursed ammunition sadly, but it's like, but then like looks at it and glances at his lens. He's like, no, no, I should keep this. All right. But so yeah, in that case, I think we're good. Okay. All righty then. Have a lo- lovely, wonderful day, and I hope you your mission goes well. May your ciphers serve you well. 
Absolutely. You have a delightful fucking day too, Poppy. Er, uh, fuck, Penny! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you have a fucking delightful day, Penny. Will do. Thank you, Penny. It was lovely to see you again. Yes, lovely to see you. I also worked at the Bye. old facility, but I do not blame you for forgetting me. I often stayed in closets. <laughs> Goodbye. Now that I think about it, that description is familiar. <laughs> I'm sorry if I ever frightened you by being in a closet you were using. I will not comment on this. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh these two do not get on super super well unfortunately <laughs> just talking across each other oh so awkward yep but that makes sense one of them is really very very friendly and one of them is nav <laughs> <laughs> oh. huh. all right hi there first i have an announcement Recently, I voice acted as Tor Client in the Anime Sicko's audio miniseries, Sicko Shock 2. It's an amazing six-part cyber dystopian tragicomedy about people and the internet, with each episode having very different vibes, ranging from noir detective to goofy college professors. My character plays a major role in the fifth and sixth episodes, and I am so happy with how it all came together. Also, from my perspective, it's like genuinely a star-studded cast, so the fact that I got to work with them at all was amazing. Depending on when you're listening to this, you might need to dig through the Anime Sicko's feed to find it, but I will leave a link to the first episode of Sicko Shock 2 in the description. Now, on to Dice Weave. We are back on the regular schedule with the beginning of the brand new arc. This one will be taking place in Rook, and you'll get a much better idea of the shape of it uh, next episode. We have struggled to record the main campaign in the last few weeks, but we have begun doing more one-shots to help fill in. Currently, we have two Monster of the Week one-shots, with various subsets of the cast playing all new characters. They're very, very fun, and I promise you'll get to hear them eventually. Whether that is mid-arc to fill in a missed episode, or between arcs, we shall see. We are slightly ahead with recordings for the main show right now, which is good, and better than the last arc. <laughs> Hopefully we can maintain and widen that lead. Anyway, thank you for continuing to listen to our show, and as always, I beg you to tell your friends about us. Word of mouth is about 98% of my marketing strategy, because I don't have a mind for business. But that is all for me, we are going back to the show. Anything else you want to do before you leave? Uh, before you go to the translation, like, meditation room? I actually am. Pete is going to uh, pay a visit to the janitor. Ooh. Good. Okay. Do you break off from the others? Yeah, so, uh, so I, I just realized I haven't actually been back in the office in a minute. Had I was kind of... had home seeing family so that i just remembered before we leave one quick thing i have to do uh we're not on a, like a strict timer or anything right i can quickly go be right back promise we, we got a minute man go ahead nice all right see you in a sec all right you go to the like maintenance room full of pipes and whatnot and you pop in and you don't see him in there when you you look around uh, no one in here. I don't know if you want to keep looking or if you want to uh, find another spot. You're like, 
nose around in the room itself. I don't know what you're up to. All like so Pete will look around immediately and be like, "Hello, uh, are you there, janitor, sir? Sorry, did I get your name ever? I, uh, hello." And he's gonna like knock, do a little knock knock motion on one of the pipes. <laughs> Is there any response? Hello, Pete. He appears directly behind you in the doorway. <laughs> oh God! Whoa, you are very quiet. Uh, hi. I have been waiting for you. Oh, uh, that's great. I was, I, I missed you too, buddy. Um, uh, so right, yes. I just wanted to ask you with something. So, Topboy Container, very kind of you. I uh, don't know where you got it. It's very good material. Strange proof? Is that? Oh, right. Yes. Um, he's going to take it out. Um, and. The Tupperware container, which contains... Oh, I forget the specific item. Do, I believe uh, it was like a gingerbread... Like some gingerbread cookies. Yes. Uh, was So, just quick question. Was this supposed to happen? And he's going to uh, take out the Tupperware container and... I, those aren't mine, I, I promise. We were at this, like, Hansel and Gretel sort of fairy tale recursion. There was a house... A lot of baked goods. I made friends with a witch, I, I think. Uh, I'm clear. Well, uh, but there is the faintest, most like tiniest tug on his lips that might faintly indicate a smile. Uh, when you say this, as he reaches out for the container, he'll uh, hand he'll hand it back. I mean, Pat, he'll give it to him. Yeah, hand it to the janitor. Thank you. Uh, happy to help. Uh, so, uh, listen, uh, we're I'm about to go to Rook, I think it's called. It's like this crazy te- technological dimension where everything's cool and gross. I'm really excited, but uh, do you do you need me to put like m- more stuff in here? I I don't know how I put the, the gingerbread in here. Do you need it back? He, he never really takes his eyes off of yours. He, like, sealed the container back up, set it gently down on his desk without looking, and then he pulls out from one of his, like, work belt and hands you a uh, small container that, when you pop it open, contains, like, a, a, a really small, not super small, but, like, a, a comfortably sized hand screwdriver, and four screws. Oh, uh, okay. This, right, I was gonna ask, uh, so I did, what, was the brush, the soft bristle brush in the last container, would, was that replaced with the gingerbread house, or was that also in there? Uh, the, the, the container contained the gingerbread, like, cookies, and the brush is also in your backpack presumably uh do you have the brush that i gave you oh yes of course um don't know why i showed that to you early i kind of got distracted by the gingerbread cookies appearing out of nowhere i'm very new to this and he'll uh he'll take the brush out so uh, what does it do it cleans it is good for 
removing grit. <laughs> it is a brush. Right. Yes. Of, of course. Uh, that's that's. A, is that a riddle? Like, don't tell me if it's a riddle. I'm I'm good at riddles. He gently takes the the brush as well. Oh man, I guess. I... And then the screws are for screwing things. Then, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. I know it's a riddle now. I will work this one out. I promise. Uh, thank you. I... You worked for me as maintenance. Do maintenance. Uh, is, am I still? Is that still my job? Uh, yes. Yes. I, I got you back. Thank you. Thanks, boss. Yeah. Thanks, second boss. Thank you, second boss. Um, <laughs> boss two. <laughs> or. Or is Theo boss too? Um, Don't call Theo I'll boss too in front of him. He will be so mad. <laughs> He'll uh, give a cheery wave and uh, exit the building. Like, hmm. He he watches you leave. His head like turning him around slowly. He has not blinked once during this entire conversation. This motherfucker's existence is sixty chess. And I do not want to play. What a nice guy. <laughs> it is a game of Yu-Gi-Oh! where if I fail, I will be sent to the Shadow Realm. You know, in the original, they just kill people. There is no Shadow yep. Realm. Yeah. They just kill oh, no. people. Because uh, it's clearly more child-friendly for it to be here. You will go to a fate worse than death in which your soul sits in an eternal limbo of shadow. That's much more child-friendly. Eh. It's just life, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you now have a small container containing a screwdriver and four <laughs> sturdy-looking screws. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. So every time he talks to the t- to the janitor, he gets four ciphers that have no like additional use besides what they literally are in the real world. <laughs> but they do translate. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Pete, it's not that Pete isn't reading to this at all. He's absolutely reading to this at all. He's coming to all of the wrong conclusions. Uh, <laughs> I, what is the right conclusion here? Not what Pete's thinking. <laughs> I'm sure Lexi does have something, like, in mind with this, but part of me kind of hopes Lexi doesn't have anything in mind with this and just decided it would be funny to fuck with Will specifically. (laughs) I want your life specifically to suck. Have a pile of screws and a scrub brush. Here, have a scrub daddy. Figure out what this means on a fucking existential level. It's not harmful in any particular way. I don't know where we're meeting back up, but... I guess we probably picked a place to translate before we broke off. Uh, Yeah, probably that meditation room. Yeah, the meditation room. Pete will go back to the meditation room. You kind of see him holding this, like, uh, this small, what was it, like, what's the shape of this container? This is important lore. You know those, like, plastic, plastic tool kits that are, like, an inch thick and maybe three, four inches long, and you can open them, and they've got, like, an array of like maybe you've got some screw heads in there and a, uh, like a tiny screwdriver or like a collapsible yeah, one. Yeah, I know exactly. It's what you're kind of that idea. It's just four screws and a screwdriver in that. Interesting. Yeah, it's a Joy-Con repair kit. Pete. Oh my God. Pete will like uh, <laughs> enter like very 
carefully, like, with laser focus, taking every few seconds, take a screw out of, I assume, one of its notches in this little toolkit and put it back in a different one. And then I'll take another one out and... No, that doesn't... That can't be it. Um... Uh, oh! Hey! Uh... Sorry I... Late? Or... How long have you guys been waiting? Uh, I have no real concept of time. Is like, pl- pulled out a pack of cards and is playing solitaire and losing aggressively. <laughs> cool. I guess I'm... Early, even. Nice. Sorry, don't mind me. I'm just... No, that looks wrong. Is he will take out the sc- he will take out the screwdriver, like rotate it like sixty degrees and put it back two places over. You good man? You you always seem really stressed after you go talk to that guy. Uh oh, don't worry about it. Uh, other boss gave me a uh, or not other boss is Theo other boss? Uh, a boss gave me a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. I I didn't really work out the last one, and or maybe I worked it out by accident. But uh, I I don't know. I think he like he he's, he takes this really seriously. Like every time I'm there, he speaks. He's he just has such a passionate expression. Like I'm pretty sure it's like he he, he even forgets to blink and breathe. But <laughs> but anyway, I I don't know how I got the last one right. But I want to like make sure I understand this one. You know. I didn't realize that the janitors did, like, puzzles. Especially not with strange magic. Uh, maybe it's his hobby. Wait, janitor? Yeah. We haven't had a janitor this, in 40 this state years. for 40 years. <laughs> this building has only been here for a few years. What are you talking about? Oh, that's... I'm just fucking with him. Oh. Give me one sec. I think I'm about to win this game. Uh, Bell is uh, not only losing at solitaire, but is losing while cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just turn four cards at once? Are you not supposed to do that? Oh, man. Is that... Oh, are you, like, practicing for, like, card games like, in the Rook? I, I didn't realize they had five queens there. Uh, well... Uh... You know, I'm just practicing because uh, last time I went to rock, I, uh, I I did get into a little bit of gambling. Interesting. So, uh, so then, is it like rook tradition that you can like play with a second deck of cards in your back pocket? Oh, that's that's just uh, that, that's just me. Uh, it's a special privilege if you've been if you've lost most of your life savings at that casino once. Interesting. I love to learn about this place. Pete will sit down and, like, go back to aimlessly rearranging this toolbox. Belle declares that she won this game of solitaire, even though she probably lost 20 minutes ago and tucks it away. (laughs) (laughs) Are we all prepared to embark then? Ready as I'll ever be. All right. Rook is a level four recursion. Basically, you have to set up who is leading the trance, uh, presumably a paradox who has been to Rook before. That would be me. And then the vector eases and the spinner hastens. And then Will or Pete, you uh, you get to, because you're an extra, you get to reduce the difficulty of the check uh, by one level. Hell yeah. So it, it'll basically end up being a level three check that is rolled twice. Uh, thanks to Paradox abilities, to get to Rook. But 
Uh, before we do that, you begin the translation trance. And about midway through, uh, the colors are on the walls are starting to get a little jiggly and beginning to... It's, it's only a 10-minute trance because uh, we have a spinner hastening. So this is like five minutes. Uh, the walls are getting a little bit jiggly, but Colin, you feel a gaze on the back of your neck and you open your eyes at least a little bit. Well, I, I suppose your eyes are open so you can see the colors of this place. You see in the corner of the room a mass of tendrils growing into the corner of the wall looking at you. Hot? <laughs> Do you react in any way? I close my eyes and try to ignore it. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. The rest of you complete this trance. Well, all of you complete this trance. I don't want to imply that Colin is not completing the trance. <laughs> Later, Colin, you're getting yeeted into the void of eyeballs. Later. <laughs> but oh no. you're definitely made uncomfortable. So, but yeah, I, which I think is going, because you are not totally paying attention, you're trying to ignore this thing, uh, the difficulty of the check will be increased by one again. Uh, so it'll be level four. Go ahead, Kenzie, make your your roll, d10. Well, two d10s and take the highest. Two d10s, okay. Editor's note, my wires got crossed about what system we were using and called for the wrong dice. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter, but yes, this was incorrect. I got a 10. Lovely. There is no problems with this translation. Nev does good at thing. <laughs> so... As the trance begins to finalize, you see the colors of Earth ooze off their surfaces and create a vortex between the four of you. As they settle, your heart tugs your body inward, inverting your perceptions until the colors of Rook take on shape and substance. After a moment of disorientation, you find yourselves reborn on a balcony overlooking Harmonious, the glistening city. Hovering high above a disc world of living metal and bioengineered horrors and tools, it bustles with people who appear not unlike the humans of Earth. Citizens in wing gliders, hover cars, and still more exotic forms of transport flit between metal towers of varying heights lit by bioluminescent lanterns. Your own balcony is one of many platforms, rooms, and terraces connecting a trio of particularly tall towers. Visible through an archway are throngs of cybernetically and biologically enhanced humanoids passing stalls and shops where merchants spark advertisements for all manner of goods, while heavily armored guards patrol the area. Above it all, high above the city and beyond a powerful and ancient force field hangs a distant earth nestled within the faintly visible currents of the chaos sphere please describe yourselves okay that was good thank you <laughs> let's go i think nav just looks like nav but with like cybernetic stuff stapled on <laughs> okay <laughs> It's not very exciting this time. Nav looks like Nav, but in cyberpunk. 
Okay. Uh, Belle does look pretty different. Went from like freckled and like uh, long blonde hair to like very classic cyberpunk. Like got the dark hair and the undercut on the side. <sighs> like kind of dark makeup and just no freckles or anything now. Uh, does have a freaking dope cybernetic arm. Sick. Colin looks mostly the same, except he's completely bald, and he has a (laughs) device attached to his head that looks kind of like if you're familiar with uh, Lobo from Star Wars. He's uh, (laughs) Lando's friend who is like a... He's got a computer connected to his head. But yeah, and he's also wearing, you know, cyberpunky sort of clothes. Seems like Colin's hair is just like not something that travels with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he also has he also has a sword that can release poison. Oh yeah, I have a gun. Yeah. I have a ray gun. Is it a ray gun? I have a ray gun and I have an umbilical according to my old character sheet here. Okay. Uh oh, oh, okay. Uh because nanites is not specifically a rook thing. I think that is more um based on the like lasers of some of the other mad science recursions. Uh basically pick a gun from the rook re- equipment. Okay. Uh one second here. Most of them are less ray and more uh horrible like needle knife bullets because yeah my uh my two weapons are a spike rifle and a death blade (laughs) well then let's say i've got a needler (laughs) okay i want to say it's like a halo needler a needler and there are some extra little so, fires projectiles up to short range, can be used as a rapid fire weapon, and can be loaded with poison if you want. You'd have to buy the poison separately, but... <laughs> poison sold separately. <laughs> Comes preloaded with ten needles. So you have a needle gun. Very fun. Pete? So, Pete isn't looking too hot. He, uh... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he, like, kind of shows up, he gets, like, halfway around, like, looking around with wonder in his eyes, and then just kind of keels over a little bit. He's wearing these very kind of long, vaguely tatted, very baggy and oversized clothes, and he kind of has these weird, like, markings around his, like, arms and face, his... His eyes are, like, the strange red, like, not even, like, red eyes. It's almost like there's a red kind of fog around his eyes, and this kind of also bleeds into his hands and fingernails. Oh. He's just like, I, I, uh, oh, wow, this is so much worse than the other one. I, really cool, though, but, man, it feels like I got a really sore throat. You all right, champ? Shit, man. You yeah, you good? Yeah, I'm no. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, no uh, shame in throwing up if you have to. I uh, might take it up on that offer, but no, I, I just got here. I can't throw up yet. <laughs> what are y'all's foci? 
But as I mentioned earlier, I control nanomachines. Woo. Because that sounded fun. I am a cyborg. <laughs> and I process information. I spawn. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that why he's so gross? Oh. I have no idea what that means, only that it just sounds terrible. <laughs> like snows. Uh, I am looking at it right now. Oh, that sounds oh, miserable. That's, that's I love that you have chosen this. I I love I love this. Uh, I love horror. I love horror in an audio format. Nobody else look this up. It's gonna be very funny. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Oh no! I hate whatever this is gonna be. Uh, so you have arrived in Harmonious on one of the balconies of the Tri-Market, basically a, a tower of many markets, merchants, stores, stalls, whatever. You can basically buy whatever the fuck you want here. It's also one of the tallest places in Rook and in Harmonious uh, in particular. It's a nice place to get a view of everything. And then there is a woman who walks up next to you and says, well, hi there. I'm Abatesh, and you are looking like you're new to Rook. I'm part of the welcoming committee. I represent Zal. How, how are you feeling today? I'm here to get you, or I can help get you oriented. I'm feeling good. Zal? Uh, yeah. You guys want to have lost and short? No, it's, it's, never mind, uh. Thank you for meeting, greeting us. It's very courteous. So he could probably use like a Tums or something. Well, if, if you're feeling kind of off, I can help you. Like, if you consent to a health screening, I can happily uh, ch check on all of you, uh, whether or not we don't want any kind of weird things slipping through translation it happens sometimes and so it could be good to good to check up if you and and you know as per rook reg regulations no information about your genome will be stored in any way we are very particular about that but i know that uh, people f from beyond rook aren't all might be nervous so any all any data will be destroyed as soon as as it is used oh that's thank you for that very specific clarification i'm that wasn't she holds out like a little a little scanner machine thing if uh, to like as if you want to put your finger in here. Uh, Bill is like half glaring of just like mmm sus. You know, I think that this is very kind of you, but I wouldn't. I just got here, and I don't want you to use all of your resources. You know, I I might. I think this is just like translation sickness. That's that's a thing, right? I'll, I'll walk it off. But uh, th all right. thank you. It's very, very, your, you're very Your kind. lack of consent has been noted, and uh, she puts the scanner away. Any, any questions I can get you started here? Yes. Do you have any information on the last known whereabouts of our compatriots? <laughs> you're looking for someone. Well, I... I can direct you to a uh, help desk. We can, if you want to hire the services of Zal, Zal, you can help track you down, track someone down for you. Were you, have you been 
greeting all newcomers to Rook recently, or are there others who have a similar task? I and uh, someone, <laughs> someone else, uh, this this uh, kind of a tall man steps up. He's got like a bunch of machinery on his skull, kind of similar to uh, Colin. We all do a bit of, of this. We There are many representatives of the various factions here. Hello, I am Rian Mahan. I don't believe Abitesh introduced herself. Very tricky, those... Zal representatives. Um, I I'm sure whoever you represent. am a representative of the Church of Embodiment. Well, it's really it's really sweet to meet all y'all, but uh, we actually I do actually know where we're heading, so it's very nice of you all to offer. But we should actually be heading out. Oh, oh, uh, are are you sure you don't want services or directions? I'm quite sure, thank you. All right. Kind of like start. Low-key, sh- nudging the others away. Wow, uh, Belle, you, you really have been here before. You, we didn't need help or anything. I feel they, much better about this when you're here. Th- things are really complicated here. I, I, I've been to Rock a lot of times with a couple friends, yeah. and it's just... The, the, okay, th- those were two of the fucking factions. There's like a big church, and then there's Zal. There's like some fucking cabal. There's a lot of shit going on here. They didn't seem too bad. They offered me a free medical scan. I... Uh, never trust that shit. That's how they get you. <laughs> Generally, just if somebody offers you anything and they're not asking money, instantly be concerned. But she is specified that all of those things wouldn't happen. Uh, wait, she wasn't... Uh, they don't need to keep your genetic data for bad shit to happen still. The, like, just just general rule of thumb. It's kind of like an, uh, someone offering you candy on the street. I believe the saying is, if you are not paying for the service, you are the product. Yeah, completely. Nav, you nailed it. Oh man, this is like a I was expecting, like, mad science and a post-apocalyptic laser gun was not turbo-capitalism, but... <laughs> uh, um, among other things, uh, I have I have a friend uh, who um, might have possibly gotten their uh, fucking kneecaps stolen by somebody offering them money for them, so... Mm. Always be careful about this shit. Thankfully, cybernetic he- knee- kneecaps are, not also, are also quite easy to find in this place. They are, but... You know, it's it, having your kneecap privileges revoked is a uh, it's still a blow, still a blow to your ego, it sense of self. Certainly didn't seem to make Fugan very happy. <laughs> <laughs> but look, best thing is to just try to keep away from the factions in general. That all of them, they're in a constant pissing match with each other. It's just a constant slap fight, and you just don't want to get involved. We have other shit to do. I don't know if we're going to be able to entirely avoid local politics, considering we're in a missing persons case, and generally those do involve communicating with other humans or sentient beings at some point. And that's fair, but also, it'd be better if we tried not to fuck around and find out right off the bat here. Uh, You guys... I assume have been walking a little bit on the 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 ground here the everything here is metal but it's it's 
it almost shifts. It, it's got a little bit more bounce to it. And something that you know because you have translated here, because this there is basic knowledge in your brains, is Rook is made almost entirely out of organomer, organic living metal. Everything here, even Bell's arm, is kind of alive. Oh my god, this is... Uh, have you ever played Cruelty Squad? I have not. Between the, the, the turbo capitalism and the biopunk aesthetic, big that vibes. I'm here for it. <laughs> it also has big Warframe vibes. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that. I've played oh, it yeah, a bit. bit. But yeah, like it's got that. It also I in when I was like going through and detailing Harmonious and figuring out like reading from the book and trying to detail stuff, I realized it also has Ilium vibes uh. from <laughs> Mass of, the Mass Effect arc. Oh man, I can't wait for this arc to take 100 episodes. <laughs> Quick, where's the nearest circus? <laughs> yeah. uh, it shouldn't. I, I think it's going to be a lot more streamlined <laughs> than that. But uh, I was thinking, oh shit, this is just Ilium again. <laughs> but it, it's really not. No, Ilium didn't have meat metal. It, I, I, I believe I have complete faith. Yeah. Uh, I I love meat metal. Meat metal's amazing. Meat aesthetic is so much fun for me. I don't know why. It's so it's so cool. Maybe you're just secretly very gross. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I I like. Uh, so okay, I have <laughs> learned that I might. Well, I like. I've learned that I like horror, but in like audio and storytelling format, I don't like visual horror nearly as much. Oh boy! But I also like the aesthetics of like gore, but not in a like things are have been damaged and hurt way. Gore in a like this is like a horrifying flesh planet or metal living metal or like mutated nonsense i I just i like this i am so glad (laughs) because now i feel much more vindicated in going so extra and pete's deal yeah no i'm very happy about (laughs) your your deal can i make a group movie suggestion even though you know you just said no movies but that this one is (laughs) is is like very good beginner horror trust me okay psycho core man I have not heard of that one. It's a Canadian horror movie about uh, two children who find a crazy alien warlord in their backyard. That's fun. That sounds fun. I do want to watch that. He does that. turn somebody into a terrifying brain. <laughs> All right. Great. Think like 20% Power Rangers and you've got the aesthetics. So I don't think it's going to be like too upsetting. It is, importantly, a horror comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay, Sounds okay. Uh, All right. Um, but you begin walking through the market, and or at least near the outskirts, and you pass. Uh, there, there are many. There are many sounds. Many people um, shouting about various goods. But you pass someone who's like, "The earth. The, it is. The, the time is nigh. The time is nigh. Rook or Earth. It is a choice between those." One or the other will be destroyed in the coming days. The time is nigh. 
grabs Pete's shoulder you. specifically. Keep moving. Don't look. Don't make eye contact. You. You, you, you just. You understand. About. You sense it. The four seers have predicted it. Earth must be destroyed for Rook to live. Could you be more specific on that timeline? The coming days is rather vague. Motherfucker. No, Nav, don't. <laughs> You yes, he he steps down from his like little soapbox. Colin steps in front of uh, of Nav and just like pushes her, pushes them away. I assume when Bell is distracted by a Nav and lets go of Pete, he just kind of keels over a bit. Oh God! Oh (laughs) fuck! Wait. I'm fine. I'm fine. Go go deal with. You are so immensely clearly not fine. Come on, man. It's all, I, I just, oh, I feel so heavy. Oh, fuck. All right, fuck. Um, Nav starts looking around. Do any of the uh, shops in the media vicinity advertise medical, like? Uh, good God, this place, oh, Rook God. itself, is a medical experiment. <laughs> yes. Maybe just, like, a, a pick-me-up, something like five-hour energy, but for space weirdos. I, sure. I actually have a healing kit. Um, okay. Because of translation, so... But he hasn't Hell taken yeah. damage. I mean, I feel like it's relevant. Maybe I can do, like, a medical check on him, Fair I enough. think. Yeah. yeah. You know, just gonna straight up pick up Pete and just kind of, like, just, like, very gently, like, bridal carry, just like, all right, carry on. Oh, fucking... Just scoot over to the edge of the market so we're out of the way and he won't get, like... I'm not sure if you ever... I think you've picked up Pete at least once in this... He he's a lot heavier now, but he feels a bit like bloated. Not even like fat, just like there's another layer on him. Like that uh, he's like fuck? wrapped in a bubble suit of some sort. You can't really make it out, but behind his very backy clothes, and yeah, picks him up and instantly just frowns because something's off. <laughs> <laughs> he's way too heavy for who, like, he, who he is. Oh, he's a twink. What's going on? <laughs> All right, Pete, stay with me. I, it's all right. I'm, I'm fine. I, honest. I'll get used to this. No, this isn't supposed to happen. This is not normal translation. If you were just going to throw up, you would have done so by now. Hopefully on that conspiracy theorist. We can try. <laughs> Don't try to vomit on the conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying <laughs> that if you were going to, that would be a good place. I think we're all in agreement there. Now, Pete, I'm going to take out my, my med kit. And I'm just gonna do some tests here, okay? That seems wasteful. Oh, <laughs> boy. I'll I'll be fine, really. I I think I can. Sad, he says, failing being held by by a belt. Okay. Um, what would I roll for a medical check here? Uh, like. If you have any kind of skill in medicine, oh, I mean, it would be intellect for sure. Okay. But if you have any kind of skill with it, that would also be, you know, a medical kit might also give you an asset. Yeah, I'll give you an asset. Uh, I don't know if you're rolling necessarily, because this is some uh, role play shenanigans okay. <laughs> expressing what he's got going on. Oh, yes. No, I, I, I am very much taking something and running with it. Okay. I have an idea, and if it needs to be toned down, I am open to that being toned down. I'm just having a lot of fun right now. 
I'm so intrigued and horrified by whatever this is. Uh, I suspect that you can find out at least some things based on just looking into it. Uh, but I think it's probably what Pete wants to tell you. Okay. Or like what Will wants to let you know. What what does Colin find out from looking at you? I guess it'll have to be also you'll have to describe what the med kit is. Is it like an electronic thing, like an automatic diagnosis? Um, I imagine it definitely it's like a has like Star Trek scanner. Yeah, yeah that's it definitely was, yeah. has some like scanner shenanigans. It probably involves like it, it probably involves if not needles, then at least like a blood sample or whatever. Everything in Rook is very um, physical based, like machines might be ma- manipulated with pheromones like your your nanite cloud or whatever might be little tiny tiny machine insects that you control with pheromones or some nonsense like that's the vibe of this horrible horrible place <laughs> i absolutely know how we're playing this out okay <laughs> so does a roll need to happen or can i just or should i just start talking you can just start, like, you can start talking, you can tell him what he f- finds on the scanner, and then what is happening with you. So, the scanner, like, does it, th- is it a pokey thing, or does it just scan me? Uh, I think it has a little bit of a pokey aspect. Alright, so, like, it'll be, like... Kind of like a hypo spray from Star Trek, you know, where it doesn't actually sh- have the needle. Got it. It'll, he'll, it'll, like, press against... Like, I assume that he grabs uh, Pete's arm. It does look like a lot bigger than a normal arm should. Just like Ugh. like a bigger cylinder, almost not like thicker. And um, th- he like press it. It'll, it still feels mostly like normal skin, and um, maybe like a almost rubbery, but not quite. And um, the scanner will just be like a. Blood toxicity levels, normal, like a heartbeat, some sort of standard heartbeat, a blood type, AB plus, um, then, uh, t- then it'll list off like various tests for diseases that all seem negative, and then it'll be like radiation, negative, measuring cell density, and this little like scanner will uh, go, it'll, it'll start at like a... Um, there's like a loading thing, and eventually it sort of seems to go up and up as uh, there's like a little thing, normal, irregular, irregular, seek medical attention, see, and then a little loading pause, and uh, to you, V0.6.1.231 detected. <laughs> then, then there's another loading screen, and cell density, nominal. Then huh. it'll finish the... It'll finish, It'll finish the diagnostic text and uh, all vital signs nominal. Well, the good news is you're healthy. The bad news is you must have translated into something real weird. Cool. Wait, can I can I see that? <laughs> kind of le- leans over, looks at the code. I know that from somewhere, but fuck, I don't know what it is. oh fuck why is this that's good I think uh it's making me think of oh fuck what was her name god this is what I get for not saving names on my fucking phone after a one night stand you don't have your phone here anyways yeah fair enough but oh uh what do your walkie talkies look like now (gasps) 
bugs. <laughs> but yeah. I imagine it's like a centipede or something just wrapped around our ears like a little Bluetooth. Oh, I was thinking yeah. like a scarab beetle that's just like yeah. attached yeah. to the side of the head. Everybody has their own bug. <laughs> Tag yourself, I'm a centipede. <laughs> Okay, Belle has a centipede. Colin has a scarab beetle. Oh. Nav has a moth. Aww. Aww. One of those moths with those terrible protrusions out of the back. <laughs> the weird, horrible spikes, not to mention its wings are probably ratty as fuck. Yeah. And they've been filled in with cybernetics. Hell yeah. Will, do you want to describe your horrifying terror walkie-talkie? Um... <laughs> Pete, um, it kind of looks almost like a mushroom, uh, soft to the touch for some reason, and um, has a uh, both like a several little dials and knobs. Has this uh, weird sort of cap thing at the top, and uh, is currently otherwise it has the the screen is currently just like. Mostly a bunch of what looks like audio, audio level adjustment stuff, along with well, almost looks like a futuristic audacity thing. <laughs> I want to specify that the moth, the like antenna things sticking out of the butt, are both the knobs for like controlling it and the antenna, as well as the wings being like terrible like see through screens from those like science fiction movies in the early two thousands. Hell yeah. We love it. See, I like the idea that uh, Bells is a centipede, like, wrapped around her ear like an earring, and then, like, the legs are, like, act like piercings and just, like, go into the ear to hold on. Hell yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I don't want to draw anything from this art. <laughs> <laughs> but can just, like, pull off a piece of it to make the screen. That's cool. All right, uh, so, Will, back to your, like... Illness. What the fuck? Um, d Pete, what the fuck? It, can you describe it at all, I guess? It just feels, like, heavy. I, I'm moving, like, I, it's, my chest is hurts. I, my throat feels sore when I move. It feels like I'm dragging something. It's, I think I'm getting used to it, though. And look, the, the thing said I was normal, and it said it was a, said it detected something that must mean that this is just normal stuff i'll just get used to it just like how uh nav had to get used to being like two feet tall or something i really don't think it is this well maybe i should try an ultrasound scan just to be safe i don't know it's, guys d d don't worry about it I, I i he'll like get up he'll stretch and be like okay i i'm getting the hang of this Come on, let's 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 go. Um, oh, all right, fine. But if anything else, if you start feeling shitty or anything, let us know. All right. I'll give a little thumbs up. Is it like that episode of Jimmy Neutron where Carl gets an alien in his butt? It, it kind of looks God. like his. Thanks for reminding me that exists. Almost moves in slow motion, like he's lifting, like he's doing like a a rep at the gym, and there's like he's pulling up a weight. But it's not. It's a lightweight, so he he mostly seems fine. I'm concerned, but moving on, I guess. We should go over the information we have about the mission that our predecessors to this 
recursion were engaging in when they went missing. Yeah, we came into this with so little. Like, where were they? What were they fuck? What's the last signal we got from them? Let's just assume that we have that information. <laughs> well, no. So the idea is you are going to go down to the sh- shadowed city. You came in into Harmonious, the glistening city, but there is an apartment, a safe house, uh, where they should have left details of what is going on in the shadowed city. So you basically just have to get down there. There are a variety of ways to get there. You could take, what did I call these things? You could take the esophaducts, which are basically tubes that go through the city. Um, They're technically free. Uh, They are also not the cleanest. Probably the most common thing would be to buy some wing gliders or rent some wing gliders and just fly on down. I have 60 bits. Anybody else have money? I got 50. Oh, shoot. I wrote this down somewhere. 30, I think. Yeah, 30 for you. (laughs) I happen to have it open. Excellent. So how much how much is a wingsuit? <laughs> Costs seven bits to buy one. I believe that we should procure ourselves some wing gliders. They will be useful in navigating Rook in general, and it seems better to not have to rely on returning them in one piece. Yeah, and the umbilla shoots are pretty nice, except for the like possibility of getting a disease, but uh, they're also usually pretty easy to treat. But yeah, wing gliders are a little more uh, efficient. The the esophaducts or umbilla shoots, that's a really good term. Uh, the the umbilla shoots, um, they're mucusy. Not to mention that we don't know if whatever's wrong with Pete might be contagious, and it hardly seems fair to give that to everybody on public transit. <coughs> I, I really doubt that it's contagious, otherwise we'd probably get something like that already, but... Yeah, I, I think I'm just a special type of creature. I mean, the, th- <laughs> the, the medical thing he said it was fine, unless it's... Lying to harvest our organs. Uh, I don't really know how things work here. I think I'm just a special kind of creature. (laughs) T-shirt idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I guess we hop in in somewhere and buy some wing gliders. All right. Do you want to role play this or do we want to just buy the wing gliders and head out? I feel like just move through. Okay. Uh, You collect your wing gliders, spend your bits, because bits are actually going to kind of matter here at least. And you begin the flight down So we each spent Harmonian. seven, right? Yeah. I feel like we're all willing to give each other money if need be, but that will be discussions if it happens. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, you begin take you take flight. Let's get some rolls just to like be okay at controlling these things. Can I get a bonus? For my navigation skills. Seven. That's not a good That is all. actually enough. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, it's only, I only have it a level two. Yeah, Kenzie, you can have your level one navigation skill. Oh, I got a 10, so it doesn't matter. Also, I need everyone to know, a friend of ours just moved into the place we used to live and found over 20 of my dice just under the radiator at our old place and returned them to me. I am using those. The prodigal <laughs> dice have returned. We haven't been there in over a year. Yeah, we've been gone for over a year from that place. They just never cleaned it. But I am maintaining that this means that those dice have been sitting under that radiator gathering luck for me for the last year. <laughs> so, luck is stored Are in the radiator. Are you going to spend it on this roll? 
No, this is testing it out. And uh, you know what? Not immediately the best start. Uh, that's an eight. That's fine. I also rolled an eight. Okay. Yeah. These these were not difficult rolls. You all take the wing gliders and part of, partly with the translated knowledge of Rook, you take flight and don't have much, too much trouble and soon are flitting across different, you know, balconies, just like a Rook native. Wow, this is surprisingly intuitive. The joys of translation. You begin the flight down to the base of Harmonious, the, the spires of metal and soft, weird colored lights get higher and higher over you. Uh, and with everything also bathed in the light reflecting off of Earth, it's 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 sort of a it's sort of an eerie, bright yet bright darkness almost. Like this this place is dim, but it's still clear. But then you, I think you need to go down through um, essentially not quite a customs, but you do have to go through a. Yeah, a checkpoint. There's there's a checkpoint. People, vehicles, they go through to get to the Shadowed City. I don't think you have too much trouble there. It's just a matter of checking in. But now you move through some tunnels and come out below Harmonious. Now you are standing on balconies and walkways that are technically separated from Harmonious, but structurally, it's mirror. The Shadowed City's spires hang below Harmonious's foundation. Many, though not all of its balconies, bridges, and buildings are still fairly clean at a glance. Not as clean, but it's, it's not a bad place to be. But with no light from the sky, the city takes on even duskier tones. There are more places to hide and much, much further to fall with the rest of Rook spread out far below. You can see, spread out below the spires of the Shadowed City, the disc that is Rook. Rook is a disc world, functionally, of or it, its metal surface, like, broken with chasm, deep chasms and there's, um, of metal. There's spurs of broken stuff far below. There are also some forests. You can see some other towns and some a few lakes i think there there are three kind of main lakes and then at the furthest edges of rook which you can see all the way from up here on harmonious are these massive walls they're 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 very organic in their shape they've this rook has been growing for a long time but it is protected by these walls but here in the shadowed city there aren't very many people milling around uh, the people here tend to have poorer standing and fewer ties with Rook's factions, by choice or by circumstance. To live in any part of Harmonious is a privilege, but here in the Shadowed City, there is less privilege as well as less control. Gotta love a good Undercity. Yep, yeah, quite literally an Undercity. Uh, Harmonious, if I didn't mention it, is literally floating. It is literally hovering above Rook. It is, it is not connected to the ground other than by tubes. So like the upper layers of the city in Final Fantasy VII, but without the like structural support. It's very Midgar. And here with this vision of Rook spread far below you and this duskier inverted 
version of Harmonious, we will stop and leave off next time with you guys finding the apartment that you're looking for. March 4th, 2009, Admin Log 1. With our strange gear and requisitions officer Penny Olsen settled in, our defenses against both strange and mundane incursions have been bolstered to a much more comfortable level. Stronger perception filters will hide our presence, while the bells will help ward away and warn of any unexpected recursive travel. This also means Dr. Hassan is beginning live stabilization trials of the Nexus. We are fully expecting this first trial to have explosive results and are taking extra precautions to prevent damage. I have full faith that her team will be able to manage today's disaster, but uninvolved personnel have been given tasks on the other side of the facility. For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceWeavePod or at diceweave.tumblr.com. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at KenziePhoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on Facebook at Lexi Conwell Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. Some of this music can be found on SoundCloud at Lexi Conwell Creative with additional music from Fractal Skies on Spotify. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. The role-playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system with additional world-building by the cast of Diceweave. <laughs>